Good day, everyone. Uh, Pete Hofstra here with an update. It is July 4th, 2022. Hope you have all had a beautiful Canada Day weekend. You know, as much as uh, it's easy to complain about things in Canada, and we're not wrong when we complain, um, it certainly is a wonderful country compared to what's happening in the rest of the world. Uh, so anyway, I hope you were very much able to enjoy the, the weekend. Yeah, interesting looking around. One of the reminders of, of sort of the, how anomalous the world we're in is, is looking at the travel industry right now, right? And it's just an absolute disaster. And that's a byproduct of a number of things, but certainly significant layoffs through COVID as travel was completely restricted. And then you've got, of course, higher fuel costs as they try to ramp up. But their biggest issue is, is ultimately being able to staff both airports, airlines. Um, obviously, you can't hire someone fresh out of college and expect them to fly a triple seven. So the lead time to get people into some of these airframes is pretty substantive. But it's a good reminder that, you know, we have not had to deal with a global pandemic. We've not had to deal with a war of the magnitude that we're now witnessing with Russia into the Ukraine. And that's going to have um, significant disruptions. When you think about the supply chains that were disrupted, it creates a massive backlog but nobody wants to build capacity to just serve the backlog. They want to build it for the steady state. And so how do you then ultimately clear that backlog without having extra production? And those that did try to keep up with the extra demand, when you think of an Amazon and the warehouse build out they did to keep up with the e-commerce demand through COVID, now, of course, have that excess capacity. So look, some of these things are going to take a while um, to work through. I think all of this comes down to a question of, you know, what's going to happen with inflation? And what's ultimately going to happen with interest rates, because that's what's going to set the direction of the market. But again, just that reminder that we, we are living in, in incredibly unique times. And even the playbooks different countries use will be reviewed. But then you wonder, but, you know, we hope to never have to use these playbooks again. But, you know, for instance, in, in North America, we gave cash directly to people to sort of get them through the difficult times when lockdowns were forced upon them. Other places gave companies the money to keep people on payroll. Well, if you look at the airline industry, it probably would have been a lot smarter to give the companies the money and force them to keep people on payroll so they could turn back on again when demand did come back. But so this is what we're trying to see central banks navigate, and they have an incredible challenge. This is very, very much the thin edge of the wedge where inflation is high. Um, it's not caused, I would say, by monetary policy, but they're expected to respond to it. And I think they know that interest rates going too high could be absolutely destructive to employment and, and trigger a significant reception. So that's the tightrope they're trying to walk. You fall one way, you don't deal with inflation. You fall the other way, you trigger a recession. And so what I think they're trying to do, and we've talked about this prior, is use that forward guidance to curb spending, hopefully reduce demand and reduce inflation. Uh, and I think what's important, too, they don't need to see 2% inflation to want to turn off the increase in interest rates. I think they just need to see inflation uh, starting to roll over and ultimately come down. And look, in our view, too, is that they'd rather keep rates lower and let inflation run a bit hot for a while, not 8%. But I think if we're looking at 3 4 even 5 they're going to feel that they can be careful. Keep in mind, inflation does reduce debt burden. So there's a reason they actually would love to keep inflation elevated, just not feel that it's out of control. Anyway, so that's kind of where we see it going. You know, if that's the case, it does look like spending is slowing, um, certainly in, in much of Europe and, and North America. China is an interesting case because of their COVID lockdowns. They didn't do slowdowns, but are now actually stimulating that economy to get it going again. So as much as we're tightening here, that's not necessarily true around the world. 
Uh, but I think here is that we are starting to see that spending slow. We are starting to see impact of the inflation of the higher rates. Um, that indicates that central banks could get a bit more cautious. If that's the case, we probably get a bottoming forming here, likely stays volatile through the summer uh, as you're not going to see the volumes. And ultimately, as people start to pay attention again uh, come the fall, they'll really want to see what that direction is. But that spending slowdown, any news of that is obviously going to indicate that probably inflation has peaked and make people more comfortable that the valuations we're seeing in the market are in fact extremely compelling. And they are compelling unless you know we expect 10-year bond rates to be five or six percent a few years from now. Uh, but that certainly is not our base case. So we are seeing good opportunities. Um, wouldn't expect volatility to go away you know, instantly, but I think certainly as we move into the second half and even at the beginning of the third quarter, um, we'll start to see a lot more direction. But that's kind of our base is, is, is now we're starting to get a bit more opportunistic and taking advantage of some of these valuations. Again, hope that's useful. Hope you're well as we head into the, the heart of the summer. Uh, enjoy yourselves and we'll check in again soon. Take care. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.